Good morning. It's yet another Friday. Thank goodness. <laughs> Welcome to Lift Your Spirits Radio. And that was my amazing son, Dean Foster, who's studying music at Berkeley College of Music in Boston in his junior year. I can't believe it. Crazy. <laughs> Time is flying. I, I feel like he, just yesterday he was in high school. I know. I know. He really loves his classes this year and he's getting just lots of opportunities thrown it's at so him. Cool. And I'm just really proud of him. And it's good to see and, and to hear an aspiring artist uh, such as your son doing uh, great things and continuing on. Someday he'll be like maybe on Jimmy Fallon's show or Jimmy Kimmel's show. You never know. You never know. You never know. I know. I love that he really wants to bring um, happiness and music and yeah. love to people. You know, that he's really got that as a passion. And I just think that's an amazing thing to have. And um and then he's got the gift of being able to do that. Right. right. So <laughs> Well, key word being passion for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and for those of new to my show, this is Kassar Adeline, and I had uh, several health issues when I was younger, and I was really fortunate to meet someone that helped me, and then I went on to get several degrees in psychology, naturopathy, herbology, energy work, meditation, and you can learn all about me uh, at truehealth.com, that's truhealth.com. And I'm just so happy you could be here today. Today, we're lucky to have one of my best friends, Susan Story. Hi, Susan. Hello. I'm so excited get, to be here. You get to be on my show again. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. And uh, tell the listeners about yourself if they haven't met you yet. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? Now, I just got home from swimming in the sound for 20 minutes life is good it it brings me so much joy to go down to the water and i had my own health challenges i guess that they're not really totally gone but most of most of it's gone but anyway so yeah we when did i meet you i met you in 2004 when the cancer spread to my liver and lymphatic system and a doctor at that point told me that i had about a month to live and I don't listen very well, so <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there, there's when when other people look at people as authorities, I I turn my own way and find my own way out of things. But um, yeah, so that that's been a huge journey of finding things that worked, finding things that didn't work, and all of the things that I've learned throughout this whole journey are things that if I had a degree, I wouldn't be allowed to share those things. And so I don't want the degree. I'm, I'm good just the way I am. I can call me whatever people want to call me, but I'm able to help people with their own health issues now. So, so how, how, what are the services that you offer that you help people with? The coaching part for me, the mindset is the most important aspect of regaining health. And so working with people on mindset, also the nutrition and and the focus on the physical part has been my focus, mainly because that's that's where I've had the most gains is is working on what is it that somebody likes to do, right? Mm -hmm. And helping them figure out what it is that they like to do physically, what will keep them moving. Our our bodies are the vessel that we live in, right? And if our bodies 
are in bad shape, then the rest of our lives kind of sucks. And, and so there's, there's, for me, it's been getting outside, you know, in how many years for 15 years, I was a competitive bodybuilder and I didn't do anything outside. I was in the gym five days a week and, and did some things, but my biggest passions now all involve nature and what what is it out there that that does bring people joy Mm -hmm. so this morning for me that poor this little seal just popped up out of the water right literally I could have reached out and touched him and and uh he just swirled around and then zoomed off and it was it's just so cool to be out there with these little guys that's awesome so how can people get a hold of you if they uh want to make an appointment with you my phone number is 425 238-8866. And then my website is a little bit harder to find. It's muckleteomermaid.now.site. Dot site, S-I-T-E? Yes. Great. And let's see, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about sugar. We are. (laughs) And power. And how are those two intertwined, right? Sugar and power and you know, part of it is, are we having a sugar craving? Or are we actually craving something else? Is yeah. it the end result that we're looking for? And what is that end result? Right. So a sugar addiction, that's a huge problem. Uh, you know, last month we talked about uh, uh, drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And uh, I know sugar is m- much more prevalent. <laughs> and it starts at a young age, you know, when we're little, a lot of times we do something good, right? We, we, and we feel good about something we accomplished. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we, we remember those feelings. Oh, we got a gold star on our paper or whatever. And, or maybe we did something where um, we helped somebody. And so instead of just really exploring that good feeling and allowing that good feeling to be there, a lot of times we celebrate, you know, we have ice cream, we have sugar, we get a candy given to us. And even when we have bad things happen, like we go to the dentist and and it, and our we get a cavity or something, they give us sugar. <laughs> when you get your tonsils out, they give you ice cream. I mean, you know, it's like this huge pattern of consistently um, giving people sugar. And what hundreds of years ago, you know, sugar wasn't that that prevalent at all. And um, the only sugar that you would get is from maybe fruit or maybe some honey. And honey, obviously, is a, a little bit better choice. It's got some. Uh, probiotics in it if you're if you're buying good honey right raw honey and not the the cooked honey which doesn't even have a lot of honey in it in some cases um so i think you know talking about sugar overall um i think there's two topics one you know people can look at their diet and see look at all the ingredients in like their ketchup bottle and things like that how much sugar they're getting and i i know there's statistics out there you can probably look it up online as to how much sugar people eat in a year or in a day even but, um, you know, I think eliminating that is a big one, but then also just, you know, candy bars and candy and gum and, and, um, coffee drinks. That's probably another big one, right? The amount of sugar people, um, eat. And I think, like you mentioned, we, we eat sugar to escape and it lowers our frequency a lot. It definitely does. And the, what is it from sugar that people are wanting? And so I've looked at that a lot, trying to help my own clients with how are we going to get you from 
point A to point B if the sugar's in the way because sugar's gonna it's it's a downfall like you said to the dentist right it's it's hard on our teeth it's hard on so many different aspects of our bodies but yet that's our go-to like right. like most of the people that swim in in cold open water once they get out they're going for sugary salty snacks so some of them go for the sugary stuff some the salty stuff and and what is the ultimate goal? Yeah, I think part of that has to do with, I mean, and, and hopefully at the end of the, the end of the show, we're going to want to give a lot of um, ideas on how to, you know, some tips for people because, you know, it's it's a big problem. And, and granted, we've got billions of dollars of marketing coming at us to tell us to buy these things, right? The sodas, the, the Snickers, the, all those different uh, sugar products. But I think part of it is, too, that we we don't have anything to pull from. And that gets back to, you know, what we've talked about in previous shows, which is diet, you know, a solid diet. I think when your diet is stronger, when you're eating foods that are actually giving your body nutrition, it feeds your adrenals and then you have something to pull from. You know, going and swimming in the sound, you're 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 demanding a lot of your body. Running a marathon, you're demanding a lot of your body. Being in a stressful situation, whatever it may be, you're demanding a lot on your body. And if you're not providing the nutrition, your body's going to freak out and you need something to help, you know, get over that chasm if you will and and sugar has always been like you said the go-to to to to, uh, to help with that scenario i just saw a lady yesterday little kid probably three years old pitching a fit in the store and she opened up a bag of suckers and handed that little girl a sucker yeah. and i was like oh my goodness that is so totally not what i would have done as a young yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's but that's totally normal right that that has been normalized in that that sugar is that go-to to help us when we're when we're happy when we're sad when we're upset it's like that's the that's what gets get, gets given to us as a level setter um and i think they even talk about that in a lot of the commercials right no matter what your mood is you're in the mood for this sugar item whatever it is and uh you know, we've talked before, I think, uh, several times on paying attention to the emotions. I think just being aware of what it is you're feeling. Um, I know for me, I, I think the times that I crave the sugar the most are the times when I'm feeling the happiest. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, it's like, instead of when I'm feeling down, when I'm down, I don't want any sugar, but when I'm happy, it's like I eat it and then it lowers my frequency. And so I have to pay attention to that for myself. So I think other people, you know, you, it's just pay, being aware of when when are you craving these things and, and why are you doing that, right? And I think the other piece of that too is that when our, you know, I've, I talk to clients about this a lot, is paying attention to the different age groups within us. You know, um, I'm 60 years old, so I have 59 other ages within me. And so talking to that one-year-old, talking to that six-year-old and getting in touch with those parts of myself so that I can figure out which part of me is trying to get my attention and which one has information for me. And in taking the sugar, I'm not necessarily um, able to resolve that issue, whatever it may be. It's just a Band-Aid. Right. And, and I think when you're looking at the different feelings, somebody said something the other day, and it's something that I've said to my kid a lot over the years, is what were you feeling when you first started feeling crappy? What were yeah. you thinking about when you, right before you started feeling like you were going to puke, what were you thinking about? You know, right, right before that happened, what were you thinking about? 
And so when it comes to the sugar, were you bored when you decided to eat it? Were you, because like with my clients, we, we do food charts and what is it that you're eating and what time are you eating it? How much did you eat? And it's liquid and, and food, whatever it happens to be, right? So what were you thinking about before you decided to eat the bag of chips? Yeah. And what was it that you were feeling before you decided to make the brownies and eat them? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and so was it boredom? Was it sadness? Was it excitement? What was it? And how can we get those things to you without eating the sugar and blowing your goals? Yeah. Cause I think, you know, um, I, I know you and I talk about this a lot, but most health issues would probably be cleared up if people would just eliminate sugar out of their diet. And I know that's hard. It's hard to flip that switch, right? To just go cold turkey. Some people do it, obviously. Some people are able to do that. Another well, I people... can do it. And that's what makes it hard for me to work with people who can't. Yeah, but everybody's different, right? So yeah. um, we're all conditioned in different ways. And there's always uh, underlying emotions there that people have to work on clearing. You've been working at it for almost 20 years now. Right. So, so it's easier for you now because you've done all that work and, and I've done a lot of work and, and there are other people that have done a lot of work, but some people haven't, you know, some people are just beginning on their journey. And, um, you know, I remember when I met you and it was, it was, you know, challenging for you back then to, to change your diet. And it was really challenging for me when I had to change my diet initially too, because uh, we were so ingrained in what we, what we were taught and we didn't know that there was this other way. You know, well, not only that, but like, I didn't even know what vegetables were, you know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I went to a produce stand and I, I, I knew what green beans were, I knew what lettuce was, but other than that, I didn't know what any of that stuff was. Yeah. I seriously didn't like, what are these leafy things and what do I do with them? And yeah, I, I had no idea what to do with any of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're listening to True Health with Cassara Delane. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more on sugar addiction and getting back your power. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. The Earth Sanctuary Labyrinth. Hi, I'm Chuck Pettis, the owner and creator of Earth Sanctuary. Today I'd like to tell you about the Earth Sanctuary Labyrinth. The labyrinth is a symbol that can be found all over the world, from the ancient Mediterranean to Northern Europe to Native American sites in Arizona. In the Christian tradition, the labyrinth has long been thought of as a symbol of pilgrimage. Celtic folk tradition regarded the labyrinth pattern as a magical tool for communication with other worlds. The design of Earth Sanctuary's labyrinth is based on the most ancient form of labyrinth known, the three-circuit labyrinth, thought to date from about 2500 BC. Labyrinths are different than mazes. Mazes have multiple pathways and are designed to confuse you. With only one path leading to the center and then back out again, labyrinths are designed to calm and center you. 
The Earth Sanctuary Labyrinth was constructed as a tool for walking meditation, with the idea that walking into the Labyrinth Center can be experienced as a way to access your higher self. The Labyrinth at Earth Sanctuary is located on a tree-sheltered small peninsula that extends into the middle pond. The Labyrinth measures 32 feet in diameter. A Salal hedge borders the Pennsylvania Bluestone Pathway. One of the keys to creating a place of power is to juxtapose opposites. The opposites cancel out, creating sacred spaces that evoke transcendental experiences. So buried under this labyrinth are grapefruit-sized Herkimer diamonds and black tourlamine that act as a spiritual complement to the Pennsylvania Bluestone. At the center of the Earth Sanctuary Labyrinth is a leyline power center. When you reach the center, close your eyes and feel your sensations. Fill your heart with love and send that love to someone you know who needs some extra love as a blessing. Thank you for your meditations, prayers, and blessings at the Earth Sanctuary Labyrinth. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Just to say goodbye to you. Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Kassar Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And my guest today is Susan Story, and we are discussing sugar addiction and how to get your power back from all that. So I think a lot of people are stuck in that, that sugar addiction circle, cycle. <laughs> and there are sugar alternatives out there. I know that um, people know some of them. Um, and we're talking, um, I, I think we all agree that there that a lot of the bad sweeteners alternatives are not good. <laughs> there's um, Splenda, there's Sucralose, there's um, uh, Sulfamine Potassium, um, several on the market that are, are um, really, really super bad for you. And I've written articles on this. And if you want to read more about this, I would encourage you to get a book by Russell Blaylock, Dr. Russell Blaylock. He was a brain surgeon for 25 years, and he wrote a book on uh, on alternative sweeteners that is really damaging to our bodies. He, he saw brain tumors in people all the time and discusses this in depth. Uh, I think his book is called Exotoxins That Kill. And if you haven't read that, I encourage you to check that out. But I'm talking about um, some of the more natural um, alternatives. And these are just meant to be as kind of a stepping stone for people to get from sugar to maybe no sugar at all in their lives. So some of those are sugar alcohols. There's xylitol, erythritol, maltitol, sugar, um, sorbitol, a lot of different. And a lot of them have laxative effects, which in some cases is good for people, <laughs> right? And in other cases, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 have something coming up. You gotta you gotta go before you go, and yeah, a little bit of NutraSweet, and thirty minutes later, everything's exploding out of you. Well, NutraSweet doesn't really do that. NutraSweet's more of an artificial, but the sugar alcohols um, do have that effect on some people. It just depends, and and I would say the maltitols and the sorbitols are the worst. Um, erythritol is not quite so bad. A xylitol can be for some, but in some cases, I find that a lot of people are really plugged up anyway. So in some cases, this can be a, a tool, right, to get their bowels moving. Uh, I know you talk about um, uh, bowel health a lot, Susan, in, in um, some of the work you do. And so that can be used as a tool. I, I remember many years ago working with the woman who trained me as an herbalist, and she talked about taking xylitol and water and lemon juice and using that as a, as a laxative, you know, 
and it was sweet and it worked effectively and it was inexpensive for people that um, that couldn't maybe afford something else. So it's just a tool like anything else, right? Yeah, so. I, I guess for sure everybody's different, but if I have a teaspoon of that, um, yeah, I, I'm miserable. Right, and it's different for everybody. I can't really do xylitol anymore either, but when I first started doing it, it was okay. It's it's figuring out where the, what the tolerance is and where your body's at. And, you know, you're not plugged up anymore. But when a lot of us first start on a health journey, it can be something that can be beneficial to get things moving. And then once you get on the other side of that, you probably don't, you, you know, you can switch to something um, less uh, as strong. Um, some other natural um, sugars like honey was one we mentioned earlier. And uh, that's something that um, is beneficial a lot to people. Um, in some cases, honey can be used topically. There's Manuka honey. I think a lot of people have heard of that. Uh, now it's um, uh, popular um, honey from uh, Australia. And that's made with uh, from bees that are um, using the tea tree plants to pollinate. And then, so the honey is much stronger in probiotics and they it's been proven, you know, people put it in different types of wounds and things like that to help um, heal wounds. I haven't tried it for that. Have you tried it for that? Not Manuka honey, but I got local raw honey and used that. Oh my gosh. I, I've used it for so many different open wounds when I was dealing with the melanoma. Uh -huh. um, I'd have huge open holes and that was the only thing that would soothe it. And I've since found more things that work as well. Uh -huh. but, but yeah, there was a time it was horrible. I was in so much pain going to a client's house and stopped by a produce stand, got raw honey and just slathered it all over this two inch tumor I had. And um, yeah, it took away the pain immediately and it's antiviral, antibacterial, and does all kinds of things. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So that can be a, a, a nice sweetener for some people. You know, again, it's, it's meant to be used um, sparingly. Coconut sugar is another one. Um, they kind of tout coconut sugar as being healthier, which I guess it is a healthier uh, choice than regular sugar, but it still is sugar, right? And um, it does have a little bit more minerals in it and a little bit more complex sugars. Monk fruit is another one that's probably one of the better ones. Um, we used to sell that in my store and it's called Lohan. It's from a fruit down in South America. And they down in South America, they make ice cream with it. So it's really creamy. So I was talking to somebody the other day and they, had, they were drinking a, uh, one of those uh, sugar-free sodas. And I, I looked at it because I wanted to see what was in it, right? Uh, it was by Virgil's, which I'm very familiar with that brand, but they've changed their formulas lately. I think they must have got bought by somebody. Anyway, um, I looked at it and it had stevia, erythritol, and monk fruit. So that tells, so the stevia is super, super sweet. Like what, it's 170 times sweeter than sugar or something? Something and, like that. Yeah. And then the erythritol, that gives it the... the um, with a lot of times the formulas they'll put stevia with erythritol because stevia is so sweet but erythritol is not quite as sweet so when you put the two together it kind of mellows out the flavors a little bit and then they put that lohan in there or the the monk fruit to make it creamy so i thought that was interesting that they were blending the, the different sweeteners you don't see that a lot well it seems like when you go to buy monk fruit it almost always has erythritol in it, it you're absolutely right a lot of times it does but you can buy pure monk fruit by itself it's more expensive unfortunately because um, the price of erythritol and xylitol has come down quite a bit recently. There's another sweetener out called allulose. I, my mom uses that one all the time. I'm not um, super ha happy with that one. <laughs> I think it's got uh, some uh, the prebiotics fibers in there. And uh, I don't do well with those 
I think the corn there's corn fiber, Jerusalem artichoke, chicory, inulin. What's your experience with those, Susan? Um, well, I bought this rat poison that's made out of corn fiber, so I'm not sure why we're supposed to be eating that if it's going to kill the rats. <laughs> that's funny. That's a good analogy. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think I think they I know that the reason they do that is they put you know, they put that this has low sweetener, but then a lot of times they'll still put a sugar in it, like they'll put maltodextrin or some other hidden sugar, right? Uh, glycerin, that type of thing. And then they'll throw fiber in because then they take the fiber out from the sweetener. So then they get with the net carbs. And that's what people are looking for is the net carbs. But, you know, it's like if you're going to eat something, um, at least if, you know, if you have like honey or something, you're if you're eating raw honey, that is, you're at least getting some probiotics and something beneficial and you're not uh taking something else to counter i mean it just kind of you know pick your poison right isn't that what they always say pick your poison find the thing if you're going to cheat at least cheat on something that's going to be beneficial to you instead of something that's going to harm you i know that people that have a lot of uh, colon problems like uh, crohn's and celiacs and irritable bowel syndrome they don't do as well with the the, the fibers the jerusalem artichoke and inulin and such or the sugar alcohols yeah or the sugar alcohols that's right good point yeah absolutely so yeah, for me, if, it, if something says net carbs on it, right, I'm not even going to buy it because I know it's got stuff in there that my body's not going to do well with. And I'd rather go straight for the raspberries. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a good, good point. So raspberries and blueberries and strawberries, things like that, you know, they're super high in antioxidants and they have natural fibers in there that are obviously much better for us. Um, and if you're going to eat um, some fruit, those are some of the best ones to choose because you're getting more bang for your buck. Yep. The seeds slow down the digestive process and and make it a slower increase of your blood sugar when you're eating any kind of berries or even melons. Right. So some ways I wanted to give uh, people some ways to help avoid sugar. And some of those, you know, I remember when I first was sick and uh, I, I got I remember I got rid of all the sweeteners in my house right I just started throwing away um brownie mixes and cookies and all that kind of stuff and uh and since that time you know I've learned to to eat more good fats like olive oil and ghee and butter avocados are really good coconut oil all those good fats I find that the when we have those good fats in our body then we don't um crave um the sugar as much um and then we talked earlier about, um, you know, supporting the adrenals, making sure you're taking adaptogenic herbs. Some adaptogenic herb examples are like erythro, astragalus, ashwagandha, suma, B vitamins, things like that. And then um, a couple of the things that I know that people do is, um, is drink. Like if you're going to, like, let's say you're craving a Snickers bar and you really want that Snickers bar and you got that picture of that commercial in your head and they're telling you that, oh, you're feeling a certain way. You've got to have a Snickers bar, right? Um, maybe just drink a glass of lemon water or lime water, just some fresh lime juice or fresh lemon juice in the water. And a lot of times that can help. Um, one of the things that I've been doing lately that I really like is um, I squeeze some fresh ginger in water and put some lime in it. And that is very refreshing. It's not necessarily sweet, but <laughs> I guess it is kind of sweet from the lime juice. Um, but uh, I find it helps a lot with digestion and inflammation, and it really helps the gallbladder a lot. Um, I think one of the things that I see a lot with people is that, ha especially that have gallbladder problems, is they eat way too much sugar, and that's one of the main causes of uh, of uh, gallstones. Is the so, sugar? 
is the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And because what happens is when you're eating too much sugar, then you don't taste the bitter and you need the bitter for the gallbladder. And so just eating more bitter things like eating um, more lettuce and greens, which I know you eat a lot of greens, right? Oh, um, yeah. I, I Bitter. I literally have grown dandelions inside the house. That's <laughs> in awesome. To get them started. And uh, yeah, I, I eat dandelions all year long when I can find them. And they're actually they're less better bitter than kale is to me really that's interesting yeah well, yeah so eating bitter i think eating bitter foods and eating using spices too that's another thing that i think is really important i think people eat a lot of bland food or a lot of food that's just sweetened with uh sugar and salt they don't experience that you know you're on your tongue you have all these taste buds and it's important that your tongue experiences all these different textures and tastes and um, herbs, natural spices and herbs and things like that can really help. Using a lot of different um, herbs in your food and cooking can really make a big difference. I don't know. Do you use a lot of different herbs and uh, food in your food? Oh my goodness, do I ever? Yeah, what do you what I've do you got use? lots of little containers of all kinds of things, but um, there, I just use a, a variety of different things. There's a no salt seasoning that I like. I put a, a lot of Italian seasonings in things. I was going to make pancakes this morning, but I went swimming instead. If I still make them, my, my pancakes don't have flour in them. So they're kind of weird anyway. There's lots of seeds in them, but I use cardamom and huh? cinnamon and nutmeg and, you know, the, the warming spices when I'm trying to get warm. Um, but, but yeah, even the cardamom, cinnamon and nutmeg, those taste sweet to me. Yeah, I don't need more sweetness. I don't need sugar with them, even though there's no sugar in them. And cinnamon in itself helps to lower blood sugar and and helps to reduce sugar cravings. So so adding a lot of cinnamon to something, even even a drop of cinnamon oil in my water, mm -hmm. that helps me not want something with sugar in it. Oh, that's and, great. And so. Um, yeah, I remember when we used to make pies, we made apple pies and, you know, they always put like a cup of sugar in a pie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like horrible. And we never put any sugar in our pies. We just added the cinnamon and the the nutmeg and the allspice and all that. And just, you know, you tasted all those wonderful flavors with the, just the regular sweetness of the apple. You didn't need all that other sugar, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, that's, I, I don't know how it came to be that people use so much sugar and everybody just got used to it. They're acclimated to it and that's what they want. And yeah. so there's times that I'll make something and to me, it's absolutely delicious. And I share it with people <laughs> at work and they're like, eh, you know, and then, well, and then there's a box of donuts sitting there. They yeah. are always bringing in donuts and cakes and cookies and stuff. And, um, and, and that of course I, coincides also what we were talking about earlier before we got on the call is the quote flu season right which is all accompanying by our holidays it starts with with halloween which is sugar and then we go into thanksgiving which is sugar sugar and sugar and more sugar and then we yeah. go into december which is oh now it's the <laughs> holidays and we're going to eat more sugar and then here we are in february and back we just had valentine's day with more sugar and 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 people are all sick yeah 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 and it really affects the immune system 
Totally. And if they it feeds organisms. And what organisms? It feeds organisms, right? I mean, that's been proven, right? Oh, well, you know, if we want to go back to 18 years ago when you first got me on these parasite cleanses and the sugar, <laughs> oh my gosh, you have no idea what's living inside your body. Yeah, that, yeah. that sugar craving that you're having, is it you or is it those worms that really are asking for it? Or, or the making... fungus. Or the fungus or viruses or whatever organisms. I mean, it's amazing. You know, I there was I wrote about this in several of my articles about how um you know, they, in science, they had done these uh, tests where they took different uh, fish and watched them. And some of the fish had parasites and some of them didn't. And they watched how they acted differently. Their their actions were different. And um, and we do the same thing. You know, we act different. We make, make poorer choices when we have organisms affecting us. And they've been around for millions and millions of years. And so, you know, they're much smarter than we are. And they're good at controlling what we're doing. And they can send messages to our brains asking okay. us to eat more sugar. Yeah. Yes, because it keeps them happy and it lowers our, our power and our abilities to overcome that. Right, but oh. it increases theirs. Yes, absolutely. So okay. if you take the health of a person, the vibration of a person, you've got somebody who's happy and healthy all the time, right? Their frequency is going to be much higher than somebody who's sad and depressed. And the sad and depressed person has a much higher likelihood of being full of those organisms that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so the foods that they're taking in, they're feeding the organisms as opposed to feeding their bodies. Right. And, and so to be able to put food in to make yourself happier and healthier, right? Not in the short term, but in the long term. Like, yeah. like people will think, oh, this candy bar is going to make me happy right now. But is it going to make you happy next week? No, it's not. So what can you put in that's going to make you happy next week? And that's kind of where my focus goes with my clients is, you know, we, we yeah, we're looking at right now, but we're also looking at where are we going to be a month from now if we continue doing what we're doing right now? And and one of the things that we're going to talk about later is is our our goals, right? Mm -hmm. And achieving a goal or getting that gold star that you were talking about that increases our dopamine levels. So what else can we do to increase that and feed our body and get our power back as opposed to putting in the stuff just because we watched a commercial or that's what's in the pantry because that's what you bought the last time you were right. at the store. So I think it's, you know, about making about making better choices. And we talked about, you know, clearing out your pantry, clearing out your kitchen, foods that you that you probably shouldn't be eating that aren't good for you. Um, and then, you know, look at what you can eat. You know, a lot of people go, well, I can't have this and I can't have that. And they're always focused on what they can't do instead of focusing on what they can do. What can you eat? Let's make a list of foods that you are able to eat. And how can we prepare those so that you get the most flavor and that you have the best experience with those? And sometimes I think, you know, like you said, you hadn't even tried vegetables. I think just sometimes going to a restaurant, have somebody prepare a vegetable for you so you can see how it's prepared. Or maybe you have a friend who knows how to prepare those vegetables and have them prepare those so that you can taste them. It's funny when I go to my sister's and there was always kids there and we would always make green beans and we would leave them long and we would fry them in olive oil and um, garlic. And people were like, oh, these are great. I don't think they'd ever had them prepared that way. They'd obviously just probably had them in a can, you know, where they're all mushy and salty and, and not very good. But when they had them cooked correctly, you know, in a, in a fresh way, um, people just loved them. 
So right. it's finding recipes that you like, and some of that is is just experimenting around. But you can also try going to restaurants and trying different foods, um, or uh, like I said, maybe meet up with some friends and cook some different foods with some recipes to see what you like. You have to experiment with it at some point. And I really think there's, I haven't explored this in depth, but I've talked to a few people about it, about how a lot of times people get stuck in their emotions around food. You know, I remember when I was younger and I didn't want to go to Hawaii because I was afraid that somebody was going to make me eat pineapple. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. And now, of course, I love pineapple. But having pineapple in Hawaii is much different than having pineapple in the States, of course. But um, I think we, we there's emotions around that, too. And maybe exploring that for yourself is more, again, more information that you can gather for yourself. Yeah. Now, I know that something that I do that I know you don't like to do, but it helps immensely with sugar cravings for me, is making my smoothies. And so I'll put the juice of a lemon and a lime in the blender and then fill the whole blender with lettuce and spinach and chard and um, Brussels sprouts and carrot and broccoli and, you know, a little bit of all of it, you know, and, and add some water to it, grind that up. And uh -huh. when I'm having a craving or something, I can drink eight ounces of that and it, it, just gets things going in my body and I feel better within like a couple of minutes of drinking right. it. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want those things anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, and, so, you know, I think that's important, you know, just because one person likes it and another person doesn't, you know, finding those things that, that you will do for yourself, you know, and right. that, that work for you and what works for you right now might not work for you five years from now. So it's again, listening to your body and paying attention to what will you do? that will help you. And what are the different um, steps that you can take to make that happen? I wanted to talk a little bit about herbs too, because we, we touched on cinnamon a little bit because cinnamon is a really good herb and you can buy, you know, obviously you can, you can um, buy uh, cinnamon um, in the store, obviously as a spice, but you can also buy it as an herb and, and um, as a capsule. So uh, we're going to take a little respite right now and we'll be back with Susan's story and I'll give you some more ideas on herbs you can take for sugar addiction. You're listening to True Health with Cassara Delina and Lift Your Spirits Radio. Hello, my name is Sharon Maureen, the owner of Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, Washington. I am a life coach, mentor, and I am the creatrix of the Solation System, looking at nutrition, offering tools, techniques, and routines to help women thrive through challenges and change. I offer decades of expertise as an herbalist, fitness coach, and health enthusiast. I can customize a program uniquely for you, expanding your inner strength, wisdom, and resiliency through small, daily commitments to yourself. Reach out to me today at SharonMarine.com. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. 
Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Kassar Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And my guest today, again, is Susan Story. And we're discussing uh, ways to eliminate sugar out of your diet. And we were talking a little bit about cinnamon. And I wanted to mention a few other herbs that I know people use sometimes. Uh, gymnema is another popular herb used. Uh, when you put gymnema on your tongue, it makes it so that sugar doesn't taste like sugar. It doesn't make it sweet. So that's an herb that is used in some weight loss formulas. Uh, Garcinia is another one that people have used to balance blood sugar. And um, also um, prickly care pack, pick, prickly care, <laughs> prickly pear cactus. There, I said it, um, is another one also known as Nepal, uh, which is a, a, a formula, just an herb. You can buy it. I know in, in uh, the Mexican cultures, Hispanic cultures, they, they cook uh, with that quite a bit. Um, and Nepal helps to... Um, nourish the liver and balance blood sugar as well. And it helps with digestion and, and pancreas um, issues for some people. So that's a, a popular um, herb as well. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've used any of those uh, herbs at all in the past, Susan, yourself. I have not. So um, my, my ex used to accuse me of being all black or white and no gray. And so I'm one of those weird people who can turn the switch you know, and just flip the switch and just decide, okay, well, I'm not going to eat that anymore. And I don't do it. Yeah. And, and so I know that's, you know, based on my, my clients and everybody I know, I'm one of the few people that have that ability, but I look at it as, is this going to improve my health? Is it not? And I'm wanting my health to be better. So I'm just not going to eat it. Yeah, I think part of the problem is that sometimes, you know, I mean, I remember when I was first sick and it was easy for me to stop because it was like, okay, do I want to live or die? I mean, that was my option, right? Right. But as as I, and then as I got healthier, then it was like, okay, well, I could take something and I knew something might be affecting me, but it was like, it wasn't that bad. So it was like, I didn't really have the um, the drive to, to eliminate it. I could take something to try to neutralize it, maybe uh, change my diet up a bit in other ways or um, take a supplement or something. But in the long run, you know, I was only hurting myself. So um, I think when we become, when we come to that realization for ourselves, then we can actually make bigger strides to help um, fix things. I know that um, the other thing I just wanted to touch on too, before you talk about um, goals is um, 
you know, a lot of people are looking for anti-aging secrets all the time and ways to help their skin and their hair and their nails and all those beauty things. And, you know, just eliminating sugar is probably one of the best things it can probably do. I guess if you want to have sugar, then use a sugar scrub on your body, right? <laughs> yeah, that feels amazing. That's, that's a good thing to do is, you know, because it gets all the dead skin off and it feels good. And um, I have some uh, body wash I just bought the other day that smells like cookies. <laughs> and, uh, and it has that sugar scrub in it. So, you know, something like that, you can, instead of eating the cookie, you can you scrub your body with it, right? <laughs> and then you smell like cookies. So. Much, much healthier for you. For sure. For sure. So you, I wanted to talk about um, goals and, um, and how, how can people, you know, we've tried to give some herbs, we gave some tips on what to do if you're craving sugar. Um, but let's get underneath all that. So, so what is the goal, right? What is the health goal that the person's looking for? Well, and, and aside from the health goal, pretty much any goal because because where I go to is what is the ultimate goal of eating the sugar? And from my perspective, the majority of the time, the ultimate goal is to feel better, right? And what is it that's making them feel better? Is it the sugar? No, it's usually going to be the dopamine and the serotonin that our bodies are going to produce. So so we have this this concept that sugar is going to make us feel good, but we feel good and we get this happiness thing going on. And then the body's going to produce the dopamine and the serotonin. And that's ultimately what we're looking for. So how can we get the dopamine and the serotonin hit without eating the sugar? And there's so many different ways. So yeah, any, any kind of little tiny goal, like what you said earlier, you get the gold star that mm -hmm. in itself can, can make us a little bit happier to produce the dopamine and serotonin. Something that a lot of people have switched or they've included is they they get the same thing from social media, from getting liked, from getting a positive comment. But that's another addiction that probably isn't a great one. So yeah. instead of of going the social media route, what is it that we can do to set goals and achieve goals on our own? that don't include uh, feedback like the likes and the comments on social media. Yeah. And, and so whether it's a physical goal for yourself, a financial goal, you know, something that, that to me is amazing for serotonin and dopamine is giving to other people, right? So somebody said money, money doesn't buy happiness. And uh, a friend of mine says, if people say money doesn't buy happiness, it's because they haven't given enough of it away. And so the dopamine and serotonin hit you get from doing things for other people, for helping others, for donating to your favorite charity, that in itself provides a much longer lasting rise in how you're feeling about yourself, how you're feeling about just the world in general. And, and but any kind of goal, what, what is the goal? You know, do you want to walk around the block? Do you want to, um, don't go cold water swimming for 10 minutes. That's, that's a bad one. <laughs> be like Sue, Susan, swim in the cold water. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm going to be in there for 20 minutes, but, but yeah, you, you have to take baby steps towards right. goals and, and what can you do in the beginning 
what kind of things make people happy and and it's individual for every single one of us it is and- i think just accomplishing something you you talked when we talked the other day we we're st- talking about how you just also started taking cold showers in september i think you said yeah i started september 1st have not missed a day yet yeah and so and that's something i mean everybody's got a shower right pretty much and so just taking a cold shower i think and we talked also about how you know, like you're swimming in the ocean and I, I walk every day. I think just getting out in nature and getting connected to that in some way, I think that's our bodies are demanding that, right? And once we get out there and we do that, it helps with that that dopamine and that serotonin, like you mentioned. Um, it, you know, you don't have to swim in the sound for 20 minutes. You can try taking a cold shower. And, and while you're doing that, what I do is I try to imagine that I'm in a waterfall in some, you know, place uh, outside and, and, uh, and feeling the water and really experiencing that. I think it's a way for us to connect to um, to the water element and, and nature, even though we might be in our own place, right? Not outside because it's too cold or whatever. So too cold. It was 33 degrees while I was swimming this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so, water is still water. So yeah. So the other thing that you could do is there's breathing exercises. Um, we've had shows. You can go to the past shows and look, we've had um, different experts on on breathing we've had experts on on uh, on exercising that's another thing that's really good and it doesn't have to be extensive you know i had a have uh, customers that they work out way too much and then they get hurt and then they you know then they have an excuse for not working out right so it's you know sticking within your your limits and um and just getting out and experiencing the outdoors i think is um is important one of the things that i like to do uh for fun is driving i drive my mini coopers with a bunch of mini cooper people and um, so that's one thing you know find something that you like to do with other people maybe you go roller skating maybe you go ice skating um maybe you uh just do something fun and a lot of times just escaping uh with your friends and your family uh can get you those um things that you're looking for as well yeah Um, i'm not into the driving thing but get my bare feet out into the ground and i'm i'm good doing that yeah I walk barefoot a lot too. I think it makes a huge difference. And I think, you know, choosing to do something like that instead of going to your favorite coffee place and buying a coffee drink. I think coffee is fine. I I don't have too much of a problem with coffee, but it's all the dairy and the sugar that people put in there that is really not um, very healthy um, in the long run. And then, you know, looking at why you're, why are you drinking the coffee? Do you, are you just really need something to drink? Maybe you need some electrolytes and something to hydrate you. Coconut water might be a better choice. I know you're big on coconut water as well as I am. And I, I love putting either lemon or lime juice in the coconut water. Oh yeah. And and so, yeah. Yeah. All of the coconut water is the closest liquid to our plasma. Yeah, they use that. Anything. They use yeah. that during World War II to save people's lives. Right. So, yeah, uh, and when people, I, I people call me all the time and they go, "What do I take for this? What do I take for this?" And the, nine times out of ten, lately, it's just been drink a coconut water. You'll see the difference right away. Because usually they're just dehydrated. They don't have anything to pull from, and um, the coconut water is a, a, a quick fix in a lot of in a lot of ways. So. so there's something else that I wanted to bring up that I do with people, which. Um, Usually we do it outside in nature, but it can be done anywhere. And going back through through your head and thinking of memories that made you really happy. 
whatever they might be. And like you were talking about going through ages, you can go through different ages and thinking about something that happened when you were five, if if you remember back that far, that's something that happened when you were 10 and, and going back and thinking, maybe it's a, somebody that you, you know, are in a relationship with and going back and thinking through happy memories that you had with that person and literally sitting and, and closing your eyes we like to hold our hands up in the air and with our eyes, eyes closed and think about those different things, right? Each different little experience. Maybe it's only five or 10 seconds that you're thinking about that, that happy experience that you had, a vacation or, or anything. It could have just been a moment where you were hugging. It could have just been something itty bitty, but thinking about those things and feeling them in your bodies and yeah, stacking that's them on top of each other. That's awesome. Cause that makes you feel really good. <laughs> it does. Thank you so much for being with me today, Susan. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you again. I love my phone. My phone number is 425-238-8866. And you can also find me at muckleteomermaid.now.site. Great. You're listening to True Health by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And this is Kasara. And you can reach me at truehealth.com. That's truhealth.com. Thank you so much for joining me this month. And we hope to see you again next month. And I'm leaving you with more music from my amazing son, musician Dean Foster. Suddenly, time has passed. It's gone by too fast. Who'd have guessed? end up here but I'm glad you're here endlessly there's a voice inside my head that recites the things you always said there's so many things I never said to you Softly now, don't say a word Just take my hand before it's a blur I'll laugh with you And I'll cry with you smiles and golden eyes lay waste to the darkest times I swear it's true broken down a sea of tears for us the only year that seemed futile but I promise it's worthwhile It's kind of
golden eyes lay waste to the darkest times. I swear it's true. It's all worthwhile 